Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry feathered or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Hello and welcome listeners to episode 98 of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast where too much talking and pets is barely enough. I'm Dr. Robbie Anderton and I'm joined by the vet who after a successful gig hosting the Veterinary Mental Health Charity Ball of 2020 is being groomed as a consultant for the new Channel 7 Rebel Wilson show, Pooch Perfect. It's Dr. Lewis Kirkham. Lewis, how are you going? Good, mate. Good. Wasn't a great night. It was a great night, yeah, successful night. It was, it was fantastic. Uh, well done to Sinead. She did such a great job. Yes, um, the organiser of the function. Yeah, Sinead Grish, Nee McCauley, um, her, the organiser of the function. She did a great job. 18 months ago, yes. she said to her friend, I want to do a charity ball. Yep. And bang, there it was. 18 months later, San Remo Ballroom. Lit the place on fire, mate. Quite literally. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. It'd be for a while. It'll be the last function there because unfortunately there was a uh, bit of a an, imp- an impromptu blaze in the foyer. Well, there okay. was an incident, wasn't there? There was. There was an incident. There was there was an impromptu dance. Oh, well, there were oh, some oh. feathers. Well, I don't know if it was in, impromptu, but it was certainly a uh, yeah. I think it was organised. Was certainly a, a bit hotter than what you know a lot of the other delegates. Are. It was four hundred and fifty people that were rocking to the Speranza Brazilian dance dance group. Fantastic. And, geez, did they did they catch the uh, the audience uh, audience's uh, attention? I mean, I, I think next year if we do it, we're just gonna get the feather bowers and the drums going. Because if, uh, if we do it, oh, well, well, if we if we do the <laughs> dancing, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. If, if, if Sinead's decide. That uh, yeah, we didn't disgrace ourselves enough being the MCs of this year's event, but uh, yeah, you know, she wants us back again. But uh, what what uh, what was the final figure on what what uh, thirty five thousand dollars raised? Wow, which is amazing! Isn't that uh, absolutely fantastic? We did get a little bit of backlash from the night about the dancers. Perhaps we just touch base yes. on it that they felt that was inappropriate, like a oh, Brazilian it's a ca- someone did samba, yep. yeah, samba themed, uh, you know, like carnival sort of thing. Yeah, but the, the I think the point. Of that dancer as the entertainment was one of those ladies was a vet nurse yes. who works with Sinead. So the contacts there, you know, she obviously is doing that perhaps for her mental health as yep. you know dancing as an outlet. And 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 so I think certainly it was certainly within range of of what what would be expected of a function like that. I think and and you can understand that for certain people that it would uh, kick off certain emotions. And if anything, um, if 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 anybody was there in the evening and it, and it did stir up things. Contact Lifeline. Contact you know um, you know to get uh, ask questions and get some help from the people that are going to help you. But um, yeah, you have four hundred and four hundred and fifty yeah. people, and it uh, worked well with us initially, didn't it? Of where we're up there trying to uh, you know trying to tell our jokes and no one could hear us. Well, it was good how the DJ gave us the uh, Barbie one and Barbie two mics that his kids had used, and and we're like, Hi, welcome, welcome to the show. Well, welcome I think we get. I think we scared the crap out of the kitchen staff because I think that must have been where the speakers were going. Oh. Yeah, you know, I think I think it must have been, must have queued into the Yui boom in the uh, in the kitchen. So the, instead of hearing Gold One Hundred and Four, they had us uh, coming out trying to come with our wacky anecdotes until he handed us the one microphone that actually worked, and then we're away. Well, how good did it feel when that one just worked? And well, I was I I was lucky enough to get the first go at it. Yes, and I've just got the big cheer when I've gone. Let's start again. Yeah, was, woo! Take just it from went, the top. It just went mad. It was just like oh. There we go. Well, it was a, it was bit, a bit, bit louder, louder than, than that, that but yeah. something, something along those lines, certainly. Um, it, uh, but otherwise, it flowed pretty well, you know. The, um, That's kind of the noise. 
who's in the background while we're trying to talk. Maybe, maybe a little bit less than that, but yeah. <laughs> well, it did sound, yeah. Um, it but it was, um, no, it, it worked well. Um, I feel like we got, uh, we got it, we got done what we, what we had to yeah. do. I mean, I, I think we had fun doing it oh, as well. I had a lot of know? fun. I really great. enjoyed it, mate. Yeah. Oh, good. Fantastic Because you, you're a little uh, hesitant. You're a little trepidatious with us, Lewis, yes, to, you know, was, to start off with. I was one um, of the nervous men, yes. Uh, now, uh, have I ever told you the story about um, my, uh, my my plum presenting gig at the Adelaide show a few years ago? <laughs> no. Yeah. So, Adelaide show. Adelaide show. Wow, so, they've imported um, you. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, got uh, got, got sent west, <laughs> yeah. you know, pet shop boys did. So, uh, they, uh, I was doing a... Um, I answered a uh, an email and got put onto a a dog um, quiz show called um, called uh, Dog Days and uh, and we we were at the uh, the dog lovers show a few years ago and the the lady that organised that she said oh I'm I'm actually uh, got a spot for you at the Adelaide show if you want to go and present at the Adelaide show at the in the dog section oh, I've gone yeah 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 I'll go over and do that because this was just as I was I, I'd left Waverley and I thought oh maybe it's time to start my burgeoning media career you know, we hadn't started podcasting yet Lewis You're burgeoning and so, me yes, burgeoning yes, media yes, career yes. so um oh sorry how are going man Hey, they can't have us here now. That's the free app. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> For the sounds. Oh, good one. I've got a little ad going. Oh, very good. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah, quickly hit the mute on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, so you flew um, flew over to Adelaide, Christina and I. Um, so over there I was doing, um, they had me doing three presentations for like, uh, you know, 30 minutes or 45 minutes or something like that. And um, I said, oh, where am I doing? She said, over here at the, um, at the dog thing. And so we've walked into the into this spot where I'm supposed to be doing my presentation. It's like in the, the full on dog, you know, part where they've got all the fake grass where all the dogs running around. Yeah. Holy crap! You know this is you know this is welcome, Doctor Robbie Anderson. Uh, so oh, yeah, oh, 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 it's actually Anderson. Oh oh oh, really? Oh jeez. Um, so, but that's all right. You know we won't pick up on it. Yeah yeah. Um, and so oh wow, this is um, you know, geez, this is going to have some pretty big exposure. And I said to Christina, this is insane. Um, and then I spoke to someone there, and they're going, oh no no no, you're not you're not doing it here. <laughs> right? You're just around the corner around here. And so, you know, when at a lot of the old dog shows and things, they have like the big old, like the old pavilions where yes. it's basically just a big old shed yes. um, and where they had all the um, all the old dog cages in that they used to have the dogs in whenever they would, um, you know, when they weren't being shown. Oh, yeah. And I, the farm animals and stuff in there, maybe? Well, there was no farm, no farm animals this time. No, there was none of those. No. Um, it smelled like there might have been some of them. Um, so the, the guy said to me, so this is where you're presenting, just here in the corner. So they've got this little cordoned off area in the middle of this big massive warehouse that's basically just a, th- a thoroughfare for people to try and get from the farm animals into the dog pavilion. And so I'm sitting there going, really? And he's gone, oh, yeah, yeah, no, this is all right. Look, we've got this, uh, we've got a little projector thing so you can pre- project your slides up onto the this wall. Slides? What are the slides you have? It's daylight, right? <laughs> so you can't see a freaking thing on the wall. Right, and so going, oh, okay, yeah, rightio. Um, and, so, and here you can see where the, uh, Gabba converts to the, yes. new, the second neurotransmitter. That's right, yeah. To, to N-N-adenylacine uh, thiamase. Oh, I was going I was going in-depth into the Krebs cycle. <laughs> yes. It was terrific. Um, so so it, my time comes, you know, all right, it's time to get up there. And um, Christina said, uh, do you want me to be here? I said, <laughs> look, to be honest, 
I think this is going to be one of those times if I'm going to die, I'd rather die alone. <laughs> yeah, right. So, yes. so, so Christina's taken off. And so literally I'm just standing there and I just burst into my talk about talking about puppies, you know, and about socialization yeah. and about what to feed your puppies. Go. I, mean, I would have been a lot better now, now that I, you know, now that I've know yeah, absorbed about. some of the stuff from you. I yeah. was going to say, now that I know what I'm talking about, now I know more about what I'm talking <laughs> about, Lewis. Um, and so like, literally there's just people walking past just sort of looking at me and they just keep on walking and I'd wave at them and so say, hi, hi, how you going? Um, so then I had an hour break. Christina came back and said, how did it go? <laughs> I said, look, I burnt through it in 25 minutes because no one stopped. No wow. one was talking about it. Just tucked up in this dusty old corner. Oh, that's and a this tough is, gig, this mate. is crap. Um, and so then um, this guy's come up going, oh, look, I found someone who's got some puppies. We'll bring some puppies up for you for next time. Okay, terrific. So up come the puppies. And so when they're trying to do the talk the next time, then all of a sudden everyone's flocked to the puppies and then still no one's listening to me, you know. <laughs> so I run through it again in another 25 oh, it's, minutes. It's like osmosis, mate. I'm sure they were listening while they are playing with the puppies. Oh, uh, you know, one, a couple of people looked up occasionally. You know, I said someone come up and talk to me afterwards. And then after that, then Christina came up and said, are oh, you going to do the third one? I said, no, nah, bugger that, I'm out of here. <laughs> Let's get on the yeah, plane. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah, going. Yeah, let's yeah, get yeah, out yeah, yeah, yeah. Balls to that. We are gone. Let's <laughs> you know, let's go and get some show back to the kids and let's get the hell out of here. First, so, so you, you might have... Um... Yeah. That went for about it's as long coming. as my talk did. It's, it's come. coming. Yeah. yeah. Bombed. Bombed. Absolute bomb. So so absolutely was a tough gig. So that was it, it I had memories of that. So Christina said, This is like when you present at the Adelaide <laughs> show. Oh thanks. Go, thanks, Dale. Oh God. You, you brought you brought the terrible memories back to me again. So I thought, oh sorry, we'll bring that up. That'll well, well, just a uh, quick quick yeah. one. I had Dog Lover Show, oh I don't know, ten years ago. Yeah. Book first when the book first came out. Oh yeah, but you wrote a book, did you? Funny you should mention that. <laughs> And brought that up for a while, and uh, and uh, they got me. Do- they want to talk the dog love show, and yeah. I was like, oh, you know, what me talk about? And they said, oh, I want to talk about your book. So I thought, oh, that's fine. Yeah, we got you this big auditorium. We'll do, you know, doing one to one thirty every day of the shows, four yeah. days in the row, sort of thing. So I thought, oh, okay. So you know, come to the dog love show. People everywhere. Yes, people yep. absolutely everywhere. And I thought, oh, geez, okay. I got my talk ready. Get up, get it to the auditorium. So like, yep, so one thirty. Okay, might just wait a little bit longer. See if um. Anyone turns up just <laughs> a little bit longer. Oh, oh, come in, guys. Come in. Oh, you're in the wrong room. No worries. No, right, right, off you go. Yeah, no yeah, worries. Enjoy your day. Oh, I reckon I did a talk to maybe half a dozen people in this massive auditorium. Really? And they got they got a one-on-one with Dr. Kirk. Well, there you go. So wow. that's, that's how I looked at it. I didn't yeah. look at it as a failure. It was a success. It was an intensive session. That's right. You know, you normally have to pay heavily for that sort of one-on-one with Dr. Kirkham. Wow. But um, they got a free, yeah. How, how were you uh, coping with uh, sort of with that? Were you getting a little sort of worried at that stage? Or did you get younger actually. and you're a bit... Uh, yeah. Well, a bit like, like when people couldn't hear us at the ball at the ball on the weekend. I was yeah. just like, ah, oh, well. What can you do? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> let's just roll let's with just, it. Let's just yell louder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so there you go. Now, I've got an article. Yes. Um, is that what we're doing? We're going to an article? We can go to an article. Yeah. Although we should thank sponsors first, shouldn't we? Because they were there on the night. They were yeah. there on the night. Um, so our, our good friends, uh, Anthea, who is Zilkeen, a vet yes. kennel. Um, yes, on the Two Vets Talk With Its pa- Table. Yes. Uh, Zilkeen, fantastic. It's a mild anxiety-relieving medication, alpha-cazosamine. Milk protein, Lewis, comes in a capsule form. You can tip it out, tip it onto the food. Dogs and cats love it. Really good, really mild. Very, very few side effects. When did you use it last? Uh, just before the ball, mate. Did you? Fantastic. Yes, yes. Took 
look at myself, I felt very calm, very yeah. relaxed. When people weren't listening, I wasn't stressed at all. I was going to say, did you cut it on a mirror with a, yeah, and snort it up with a $50 note or did you just have it on your... Uh, Whoa. That's uh, yeah, you haven't got a, that, haven't got a yeah, sound there ready for uh, that one? Yeah, uh, I, uh, have you got a Columbia... Dr- yeah. <laughs> let's, let's cancel that Out the that Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, that's no, no, that's a bit, that's a bit weird. Um, so anyway, Zilkeen, to go and talk to your vet and see whether it's still. This, this isn't another ad that you got. They're trying to. Yeah. Zilkeen, so thank you very much. Yes, thank you, Zilkeen. Helped me a lot. Allegedly before the ball. Yes, it was great, but I did take it orally, not nasally, <laughs> as you're suggesting. Yeah, yeah, not not not, not, not suppositorily either. Ooh, no. So no. delicate care too. Delicate care. Did yeah, you take, Andre no. was there at the ball. Andre was there. <laughs> yes. He had a little issue no, with the number, tables. T- he? Yeah, he was the number one ticket holder, it turned out, Andre. Yes, and he yeah. thought that meant table one. Poor Andre. Yes, poor Andre. So he was going, why is he not sitting on our table? We thought he burned out burned us yes, on our not, table. Don't like you guys anymore. I've got a better ticket. Yeah. Better yeah. offer. But so anyway. so uh, Andre from Delicate, from Delicate Care. Delicate Care, Australian-made food. Lewis made over in Perth. Shipped all over the world and now really starting to get some penetration here in the eastern seaboard here in Victoria. Um, what a great range of food. Tell us what they've got. Well, the new dental food we've been trying. Yes. How your cat's going with uh, it? Melvin and Parker are massive advocates for the dental food. They are loving it like crazy. They're, um, they, they, we transitioned them because they were on a dental diet of another brand of food that, uh, uh, that we, that we uh, won't mention. A less... Uh, less, uh, One that's not made in Australia. Yes, right. Yes. Uh, it's a not an Australian made. It doesn't one. work as well. Oh well, you know, there's 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 that, there's that possibly, but you know, the cats certainly enjoy eating delicate cares one uh, with yeah, an awful like lot it. of gusto. They've been they've been going bananas for it, Lewis. Fantastic. So um, oh, it's got a great good. smell to it. Um, yeah, chicken based. Andre was telling us so that's um. What about so the shape? Good. What do you think about the shape? Uh, uh, give me a, what is it? Would you say it's a cross or a? Well, it's, it's a, a it, it's, it's either could be a cross or it could be an X depending on yeah. uh, on which way it falls but it's more like your frisbee sort of cross that you might you know like it's it's not like a square cross it's a bit there, there's, angular, some, there's some longer it? bits and i think that's where the where it's supposed to get caught in between mm. the cat's teeth so mm. then the, it makes them chew it in order to try and help to get some of that cleaning on the teeth so so delicate cares new dental food for cats they've got a uh a dental food for dogs as well they've still got their skin and stomach for as a novel protein kangaroo and duck yep um and uh and yeah weight management and mobility support for dogs as well they're so Big range, it's, it's, it's coming, isn't it? It, it is. It's They're really getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And bigger. bigger. So exactly. Australian made, Australian owned. If your pet's on a special diet, why not have a talk to your vet about whether or not Delicate Care might have a diet for you? Exactly, exactly. And also, big thank you to our Patreon guys. You guys rock. Exactly, and uh, um, we met a Patreon uh, subscriber on uh, on Saturday night, Sarah. That? Did she? Oh, shout out to Sarah. Yes, fantastic. Oh, that's that's the lady who got a selfie with us. Was yes, it? that's exactly right. Very nice. That was that was one of the thirty selfies that we got for the night, didn't we? Yes, absolutely. All our fans yeah. coming up. Well, uh, there was. Uh, it was mostly just while you were trying to get selfies and me jumping in the background. <laughs> that was a great shot. Check out Instagram <laughs> for a very good shot, people. But, but t- I found I found autographing you know body parts during the night. I felt that was a bit intimate. Yeah, the, the funny part was that people did, weren't actually expecting you to be doing it. It's just walking around and just <laughs> with a know, pen, just yeah, signing everything with a sharpie. Just, just signing people's legs inside of their ball gowns. Well, you know? the, the Patreons, they are the intimate. <laughs> they are the intimate ones, aren't they? I've always said that. Yeah, they are very, the very intimate. Listeners, we do appreciate you. Uh, and we are going to do, uh, given that uh, we had to... Uh, oh, hang <laughs> on. An on-air production meeting. Yeah, whoa, what's oh, going what's on? on? So these, what are we going to um, do? Well, we're going to run through our jokes. We're actually going to... The jokes that we didn't get to do, we'll, um, we're going to record those as a special Patreon-only uh, uh, uh 
show to go up soon, probably yes. go up in the next couple of weeks. And so you, only, you only get that if you are a Patreon subscriber. That's right. Two so bucks a month. Little as two bucks, you can get access to uh, to all the jokes that we had to cut because no one was listening to us <laughs> and uh, everyone just wanted to drink and eat their uh, eat and, their calamari and catch up, which is fine. Which That's is what fine. mental health is about. And raise thirty five thousand dollars. So incredible. Imagine if we had told our jokes, it could have up to forty k. Yeah, potentially, or imagine if uh, uh, an ex ex friend of the show had come along, we might have raised thirty five and a half. I thought it'd been even better. Yes, yeah. <laughs> All Very right, good. Now, what do you got for All us? Right, I've got a little bit more information on coronavirus. We seem to be touching on it every week. Yes, this came out from the World Small Animal Veterinary Association. Yeah. Little Wasaba. bit of, yep, Wasaba. Is that it? Was, what What's did you up? say? That's what you said? I just said it yeah. differently. What's up? Ah, very good. And uh, just a little bit of an advisory document on coronavirus and companion animals. Right. So I need to appreciate this is worldwide. Yes. It's not, not necessarily specific to Australia because yeah. we don't have a lot of you know cases here. The W stands for world, not for Wutan. Exactly. But we do have listeners in Hubei, potentially, or Wuhan. Yes. Potentially. We'd have Chinese listeners. Hopefully. Yeah, we do. Yeah, oh, good. We do. Yeah, pretty. We've got a Chinese. No, I don't know. I don't have <laughs> And look. So anyway, so this is, um, there's a little little bit of information. First thing that, uh, you know, it's, 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 I think it's called, is it two, uh, COVID now? Oh, yes. So yeah, they've changed the name. Out, it's COVID-219. Yep. So that's, that's even since this has come out, or, uh, the, the name has changed. But uh, first question, Q&A, can COVID infect domestic animals? And we know that there's no evidence. No evidence. So that's the no. first thing. Uh, things are evolving. Yes. So as of the 21st of February, yep. there are there is no evidence. Uh, second question, should I avoid contact with pets or animals if I am sick? And they only actually recommend not handling pets or animals when you're sick. Right, okay. Uh, although there have not been reports of pets or other animals becoming sick with COVID, several types of coronavirus can cause illness in animals and spread between animals and people. Right. And that's you know where we think maybe originally the, the virus COVID came, came from, from. Yep. but not from pets necessarily, from your cats and your dogs. Until we know more, avoid contact with animals and wear a face mask if you, if you must be around animals or care for a pet in order to protect the pet from the possibility of disease transmission. Now, this, that is the World Organization. Yes, so yep. I'm, I wouldn't say that would necessarily fit for Australia. Uh, no, no, no. I guess it's probably more if you're in a position of where you are high. Yes. Uh, you think you're at risk yeah. of, of do. Could I possibly have COVID nineteen? Um, you know, then yeah, you want to be taking care. But um, you know, I think if you've got a cold and you want to take your Labrador for a walk, you're probably still. I think okay. I think it's potentially within your rights to do that. To still no, do I that, think it's yes. Australia, yes, not in Wuhan. No, no. no. What should I do if my pet or other animal becomes ill and was around a person with novel coronavirus? Whoa! Now I'm going to read their response because yes. I'm interested in that too. If your pet or other animal becomes ill. Call your veterinarian to let them know that you're bringing a sick pet that was exposed to a person with a new coronavirus. Do not take the animal to a veterinary clinic until you've had a discussion with clinic staff. Tell them about any contact the animal may have had with someone with COVID-2019 infection. So that's really important. If you think there's a possibility that you or your pet you know, has been exposed to people, don't just rock up your vet. No, no, no. If my pet or other animal has been in contact with someone who is sick, can they spread the disease to other people? We don't know yet know if animals can get infected. We also do not know if they get sick from this new coronavirus. Currently, there is no evidence that pets or other domestic animals can be infected with new coronavirus, with the COVID. Yeah. 
Additionally, there is currently no evidence that pets or other domestic animals may be a source of infection to people with the new coronavirus. This is a rapid evolving situation and information will be updated as it becomes available. Yes. Which we haven't had a disclaimer, don't we? Yet. Um, and they talk about, are there concerns regarding pets are being in contact with people infected with this virus? Um, uh, while this virus seems to emerge from an animal source, it is now spreading from person to person. Person-to-person spread is thought to occur mainly via respiratory droplets produced when an infected person coughs or sneezes. At this time, it's unclear how easily or sustainable this, sustainably this virus is spreading between people. Importantly, there is no data to date that dogs and cats can become infected with COVID-2019. No data. Exactly. What should be done with animals in areas where the virus is active? Oh. Now, that's it's certainly Like the not- Diamond Princess um, boat off oh, Yokohama. Yes. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a great quarantine station, isn't oh, it? Oh, my goodness. There are going to be some serious epidemiological studies written up oh, on that. That's terrible. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what they were thinking keeping on the boat. No, it didn't no. seem like a good idea. Anyway, that's we're not vets. No, not, we, no are vets. Not, we are vets. We're not medical epidemiologists. No, we? no. Currently, there is no evidence. But it won't stop us from speculating. <laughs> Currently, there's no evidence that pets or other domestic animals can be infected with this new coronavirus. Like a broken record there. This is a rapidly evolving situation. Information will be updated. Blah, blah, it's a blah. lot of cutting and pasting in these responses. There is. There. Although there have not been reports of pets or other animals becoming sick with COVID, several types of coronavirus can cause illness in animals and spread between animals and people. Mm. Until we know more, avoid contact with animals and wear a face mark if you must be around animals or care for a pet. So this is people in areas where the virus is yes. active. Yes, yep. Which pe- they probably would have been doing anyway, you know, wearing masks and things. So. Yeah. yeah. However, people diagnosed with COVID should stay away from pets to help protect the pet from the potential for disease to spread. Uh, now, this is the final one. Should veterinarians start to vaccinate dogs against canine coronavirus because of the risk of COVID? Oh, the canine coronavirus vaccines available in some global markets and available in Australia, Australia but yep. on short supply, I think, at the moment, are intended to protect against enteric coronavirus infection. Mm-hmm. So the infection of the gut. Yep. This one's an, the COVID is an infection of the respiratory system. Yeah. And they're not licensed for protection against respiratory infections. That's the vaccination. Veterinarians should not use such vaccines in the face of the current outbreak, thinking that there may be some form of cross protection from COVID, against COVID. There is absolutely no evidence that vaccinating dogs with the commercially available vaccines will provide cross-protection against the infection by the COVID, 2019 COVID. Since the enteric, the gut one, and the respiratory viruses are distinctly different variants of coronavirus. No vaccines are currently available in any market for respiratory coronavirus infection in the dog. And it brings another article I saw during the week yeah. put out by New South Wales Greyhound, just terrible, uh, I have to say this, terrible ploy to get some exposure and marketing. Yeah. Just saying how there's been an outbreak of coronavirus in the greyhound dogs and the puppies, and the oh. greyhound puppies. And the whole article mentioned how it was out and, and no mention at all in the article of it's not the same, same it's virus. totally different, yes. don't be concerned, blah, blah, blah. It was just, it looked clickbait. to me like blatant clickbait, blatant, clickbait. blatant clickbait. Yes. Blatant marketing ploy for yes. them to get some people interested in their in their grand racing. Boo hiss. Yeah, exactly. So hopefully that updates people a little bit more. So there you go. No evidence of spread. No. Don't vaccinate for it. But you know, don't 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 think that you don't spread it to your pets. Exactly. But and if it, you've got a cold, take your dog for a walk. If you're in Australia, because it, chances are you probably don't have COVID. I think so. But if you're active, don't go to your active area. 
Sick, you're sick or dog sick? Yeah, just stay Don't home. Don't just and, rock up at the vet. Yeah, yeah, stay home and keep watching Netflix on. And if you're in Wu Tan, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, mate, Excellent. I was round your house the other day. Yes, and, uh, and I thought you. Lo- I thought I saw your your, your silhouette. Yeah, you know, oh no, I was around and uh, and you know just just went for for a quick break, mate. And uh, and while I was in the break, I happened to open the the cupboard uh, in the bathroom cupboard yes. there. Noticed a lot of um a lot of bottles of Old Spice and Brute Thirty Three in there. And I oh, thought, well, a, uh, absolutely. Well, I, you know, he's he's a man of the time. You know, he's he's uh, he's a, you know I can see now how you. You wooed Christina with right. the the, uh, the aftershaves you had. Oh, it's also the um the like that guy in the ad. Yo, here's your. Yo, I'm, <laughs> I'm on a I'm, horse. I'm a man. I'm a man on a horse. I'm a man on a horse, and now I'm carrying diamonds. It's exactly how it worked. <laughs> Is, is that how it works? Exactly, is it? exactly. Yeah, and oh, my mum buys me a new thing of Brute Thirty Three every year for for my birthday. Oh, shout out to yeah. mum. She's been doing it since I was six. <laughs> six, six. Yeah, wow. yeah. No wonder I get asthma. You should keep them in the fridge, mate. Stop them from evaporating. Oh, really? Yeah, that's. Oh, that's, well, that's I don't have to because I get a new one every year anyway. <laughs> so that's all right. Well, I've got a use for them. Oh, terrific! What is it? The big cats of Banham Zoo in Norfolk, England, want yeah. your extra perfumes and colognes. Oh, hello. Here we go. Oh, kitty, yes. The zoo posted a call for donations on their website asking for old or unwanted Christmas perfume. Oh, there you go. So you just got mum. one. Yeah. Sorry, mum. Sorry, mum. Thanks for, thanks for the That's brute great. 33, yeah. though. Well, I'll keep that one and I'll send the other 30 that I've got sitting in the <laughs> fridge to stop them evaporating. For several years now, zookeepers all over the world have been aware that the scent... Can play an important part in their enrichment programs, providing animals the opportunities to express natural behaviours and many species, especially big cats, respond very positively to unique scents when sprayed in their enclosures. Wow. The zoo offered an, as an explanation for their request. To drive the point home, the zoo also included a video in their in their appeal for perfume donations that show ch- tigers and leopards contentedly rubbing against and scratching surfaces sprayed with perfume. Ah. Like a tiger. Yeah. According to the zoo. The eye of the tiger. The keepers, which, part of, which part of the tiger is they rubbing on? Is it just the normal part or is it the 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 the, 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 the more browner the, eye of the tiger? The, the, it's the brown eye of the tiger. It's, <laughs> wow. Are we, are we gonna edit that out? Oh, hopefully not. I don't think I've got a. I haven't got a tiger sound. Sorry, mate. No, that's no, right. No. Oh, maybe I do. Oh, I'm sure you've got something in there. That's a bear. That's a lion. A lion. A lion. Yeah, it's a lion. That's yeah. a bear. That's yeah, yeah, that's a lion. <laughs> <laughs> While the zoo did not set any restrictions on the fragrances, though, except for their tigers and leopards, they did note that their big cats do have a preferences when it comes to perfumes. Right. Our big cats definitely react positive when scents are used as a part of the enrichment program. For some reason, Calvin Klein perfume Hello. is a huge hit wow. with all the lady cats. There you go, right? Wow! So it's species uh, crosses the species, crosses the species. Unlike yes. coronavirus, no, that doesn't. Does not the Calvin Klein does? Wow! There you go. Does that does that work as well if the lions are wearing underwear that have got their names on them? You know, or so, yeah, it's got well, sales Calvin Klein. Or the underwear, it? the uh, the silk boxes with the 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 du- Donald Duck on them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they're, I thought they're quite a hit, you know. <laughs> that and the Calvin Klein. That's yeah. <laughs> silk sheets, silk boxes. Nice. It's, a, it's a yeah. It's a static electricity well, disaster, oh. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Goes walking up to an, up to the the metal poles along, and they go. Ow! Yeah. So I guess if you go to the zoo and you're on a date, yes, and you're wearing a bit of the CK, yeah, yeah, maybe you might be attracting the the lady, you, the you lady with, lions, but also the lady lions. Wow, yeah, yeah lady right. leopards, oh, lady leopards yeah, too, the lady yes. lions, yeah, the cougars, 
<laughs> Maybe it doesn't sound. You might cougars. attract the cougars. Yeah, yeah. The brute thirty-three again. You reckon at the over twenty-eight club? Oh, over thirty-eight. So how old are we, mate? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember back when you were uh, when you'd see the over twenty-eight? You go, oh, imagine being so old. You go to the over twenty-eight club. <laughs> oh, no. Now you're gonna go, oh man, I'm too old to go to the over twenty-eight club. Aren't they young? Those <laughs> over twenty-eight. They're so they don't young. have to worry about now. That's all just swiping left and swiping right. You know, no one goes to the over twenty-eight clubs anymore. Probably no. no. <laughs> probably maybe. Not. Those with perfumes and aftershaves clogging up their cabinets, like you, Robbie, are encouraged yes. to drop their fragrance off at zoo's admissions department. Those not able, to, not, not able to visit the zoo can mail their smelly donations. <laughs> Need to be more specific yes. there. Thank you very much. I'm tipping they don't want all my smelly donations. <laughs> to Zoo Animal Management, Bantam Zoo, Kenning Hall Road. That's right. Just my architect. <laughs> Do you want to take that? No, Put him on. Right. Put him on. Yeah, Dan, you're live on the air. Bantam Zoo, Norfolk, and we'll put the number on the on the uh, on the notes. Yes, if you, if you do want to send your uh, send your aftershave. I think that's Dan Ring say he's got some. He might the have. Architect. And if anyone's wondering where I got that article from, and to prove a point, it's from people.com. Hey, oh, I do read the articles. Or, or yes. just the articles. Just the articles. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So I don't or, know or the ones about there. the lady about the lady lions and stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, maybe I'll search cougars. Scents. Oh, you might have done. Sense yeah. to attract sense, cougars. Sense to attract, attract cougars, cougar. and that came up potentially. Right. Well, that's good. That's that's good that your search engines cleared out from the other stuff that would normally brought up from that. So that's all right. <laughs> Fantastic. Now we either uh, reckon we might. Uh, good time to just, to just while we're a bit hot and sweaty and a bit uh, bit uh, cologned up. Good time to take a break. What do you reckon? Thank you. I definitely need a break. Want to reduce your out-of-pocket vet expenses? With Gap Only, your pet insurance claim is assessed on the spot while you're still at the vet. You simply just pay the Gap and go. To find your closest Gap Only enabled vet or pet insurance partner, visit gaponly.com.au. T's and C's apply. Visit gaponly.com.au for further information. All right, now Robbie, you're back from your short break, mate. You just raid my, um, you raid my, my, uh, the cabinet in the in the bathroom there, mate, because oh. something's followed you in there. Yeah, Olive. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, you sound pretty fiery yeah. out there. That's a that's a cougar right there. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, hey, mate. Yeah, you you and Deb, you keep your personal lives out of the podcast, <laughs> no, right? <nice>. Yeah. <laughs> now this is an article I saw. Actually, my dad saw it. Shout out to dad. Hey, thanks, thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. Bit of feedback from the podcast. Yep, keep it short. Still a little bit long. Still too long. <laughs> Still a little bit long. Thanks, Dad. Yeah, very good. <laughs> thanks, Dad. It hasn't changed. Yeah, yeah. Consistency. Uh, after ninety-eight episodes, we haven't managed to shorten it up at all. No. <laughs> I wonder how short is short enough. Yeah, probably. Hi, and thank you very much. Scratch you later. Yeah, peace <laughs> out, mate. There we go. And we're there done. we are. There we are. Done. Perfect. Excellent. All right. So this was an article. I think it's from the Herald Sun. Best friend. No way. I'm one of the kids. Oh. Many families treat pets more like like people than simply four-legged friends. Now, I've got a little bone picked with this, a little yes. section of it. I'm just not sure about. Searching the not university. from the Herald Sun, surely. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like the Herald. Yes. Yes, the <laughs> little, little paper. The little paper. Research from the University of Queensland shows that more than three-quarters of households consider their pets to be members of their family. Mm-hmm. I would go with that. That yep. sounds pretty good. Seven in ten pets sleep inside. 
a third with a parent or child, and a quarter wherever they want. Right. The survey of 233 families with kids aged 7 to 12 found. Two-thirds of dogs exercise more than half an hour a day, and most get vaccinated. Ah. Kylie Burke's research shows kids can be given responsibility to feed pets from the age of four or five. Oh, that sounds pretty young to me. Yeah, yeah. I think supervised and yes. with parents, I think that's probably okay. Get the cup out, pour it in the bowl. Yep, done. I think that's probably okay. Open the tin. Play with them in the backyard unsupervised from six to seven. Mm. Well, what, what, what? Which part of that's flagged for you there, Lewis? Yeah, yeah. 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 What, what, what oh, are you talking about, Lewis? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Oh, no, how's that? And then the other one, and take them for a walk without adults from eleven or twelve. Now I've got an eleven-year-old and a thirteen-year-old. Yeah. Look, I think that's probably okay, depending on, on the, the dog. dog and the kid. I think yeah. that that may be okay, but backyard unsupervised from six to seven. Yeah, bad news. I'm, I'm not happy with that I'm one. I'm not sure about that. I'd certainly let my thirteen-year-old walk the dog. I think, yep. but I always say. For kids to be playing with an animal unsupervised, number one, they need to be able to recognise the body language of the dog. Yep. To be able to say, okay, that dog's actually in the corner there or you know, cowering there or moving away from me saying, I don't want to play that rough game anymore yes. or, yeah, yeah, or yeah. barking at me because it's not saying I want to play more. It's actually saying move, move away enough. from, Leave away me, from alone. me a little bit. Yeah. But I always say I think a big thing for me is the responsibility component comes from if you're willing to let your child cross the road, a busy road, six lanes, Nepean Highway. Yes. Or Monash Freeway. Yep. Unsupervised, then I think they're probably at that mental stage where they can potentially interact with the dog. Yeah, right. On, a, uh, on an unsupervised level. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think that, from. That, that's where I sort of say to people, because they sort of say, oh, when can, the, you know, when can the kids sort of hang out with the dog? And I think until that sort of you can feel that they can cross the road, I think they've got enough... Nows, yep. To be not that they're saying they're not going to get bitten. Yes, yeah. Because their owners they get bitten because they don't read their dog's body exactly. language. Exactly. Yes. So, yep. but there doesn't need to be a point. I think where yeah they could, they can interact, and I reckon that's a really good time. So certainly my thirteen year old I think could cross a busy road on her own. So I'd say she'd be okay at interacting with, with yep. dogs, and she's certainly much better at reading well olive signs and certainly dogs at the vet clinic sign as well. Yeah, so, yeah. But yeah. Um. So how, how long until April gets taken out to the uh, to the busy road and <laughs> said, all right, well there's your lunch over the other side. <laughs> Right? How hungry are you, darling? Because after this, then you get to go and pat a dog. No, we yeah, just kick the footy next to the road, and I just kick it onto the road <laughs> so, and see what she does. She runs out and gets it. So, oh no, can't play with Olive. No, Olive. can't play no. with Olive yet. No, so <laughs> oh, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, that's yeah. They, well, good on the Herald Sun for coming up with some, uh, you know, ordinary, uh, ordinary facts. Yeah, Who would exactly. have thought Kids it? can learn responsibility from having a pet. Encourage them to interact definitely with care, with care and Absolutely. to be organised, and even to do things when they don't want to do them, such as feed them. Yep. Pick up the poo. Pick up poo. As well. Yep. Helps them develop compassion for other living things. Um, so, look, interesting project. I probably could look up the PhD that they've done on that. Yeah. But I, 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 I disagree a little bit with Dr. Burke's findings there, I think. I think it worries uh, me a little bit, that, the that's, ages. That sounds like something that they probably should have, uh, you know, should have spoken to someone else about before putting that one out there. Well, you know? yeah, well, I don't know Kylie Burke's qualifications. She may well be... A behaviourist of some sort or yes. something, but uh, and being misquoted. Yes, hopefully. But hopefully, hopefully. We, set, we set the record straight. But you know what else? 
All advice on this show is general in nature, so please consult your veterinarian before following advice for your pet. We do our best to provide the most up-to-date information, but as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing, please let us know if we've missed anything or if you need any clarification. Do you know what I need clarification of? I hate myths. Myths? Myths. I only like busted myths, mate. Yeah. Have, have you have you got a have you got a myth to bust for me? Well, we've got more myths, haven't we? We started last week. So yes. You haven't heard uh, you haven't heard the last week's show where we started some behaviour myths again. Yes. Which are popular. Redux. The downloads. Yeah. Whew, just really, skyrocketed. I love the behaviour myths. Our, Terrific. Our listeners, which is great. So I think we're up to. I'm not actually sure we're up to, but I'm going to start myth six. <laughs> <laughs> Because I think, do you remember the last time we did? Come on, Robbie. Yeah, it was number six, definitely. Yeah, okay, great. Myth six. Yes. Socialisation will help adult pets learn to cope. Oh, hang on, now we've done that one. Have we? No, no, keep going. Oh. <laughs> God. <laughs> this, Ed, edit that part you got out. Me good. You got me good. The socialisation period, which is approximately four to 14 weeks of age in dogs. Yep. And two to seven weeks of age in cats is critical. Yes. As evidenced by extreme fear and fear-related aggression, which is, which is seen in poorly, many poorly socialised animals. Yeah. So we do know that in that time period that uh, the dogs in particular, and, and cats as well, obviously, need a lot of exposures to lots of different people, lots of different dogs, lots of different uh, you know, other animals, cats potentially in the house, outside seeing cars, trains, you know, all that sort of thing. Uh, trams, wherever you are, uh, lots of different experiences. Old people, young yes. people, people of different ethnicities. Yes, um, you know, uh, people in wheelchairs, people with walking sticks, all that sort yep. of stuff. It's really, really people important. with mustaches. Exactly. Yes. 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 People with beards. Yes. Yes. People. People with or without hairs and hair and beards. Bald people. Bald people. Um, <laughs> uh, dodgy looking maths teachers that are bald, but they've got a ponytail. Well, is that a shout out to a certain private school in? In Melbourne? No, no, that's, no, that's, a, shout, that's a shout out right. to my old maths teacher. Oh, right. He was dodgy, wasn't he? <laughs> no. Is there something yeah, no, you want to share, No, no, Robbie? no. no. He, he looked dodgy, but he wasn't. He wasn't, right. He wasn't, no. Sh- shout out to Mr. Matthews. <laughs> Big listener of the show. Yeah. Get on the Patreon. Yes, absolutely, Mr. Maths Matthews. teacher yeah. with a ponytail and ball on top. <laughs> Do you uh, keep in touch? Big ZZ top beard, too. Really? Yeah, yeah. Was he a good teacher? Uh, yeah, it was all right. Yeah. Right? He, used to, he used to duck off to his car to go and have a smoke have during, a during lunch. Yeah, 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 those are the days. I don't, I don't think it was one of the normal cigarettes either. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, it was a clove one. With clove. Yes, yes clove that's from right. barley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah one yeah. of those clove Clo- Clove and a little bit of lawn clippings as well, <laughs> I think. Special grass. Spe- special, special grass. grass. Yes. So, unfortunately, some people falsely assume that socialisation of Adult animals, mm. so beyond, beyond the four to 14 weeks, can solve existing behaviour problems. And they put their pets in dangerous situations as a result. So they take the dog that's fearful of other dogs to the dog park. Yes. Let's socialise This will sort it out. This will he'll get yes. over it. He'll love an, other animals. Stiff up a lip. It'll be great. He's going to just go for it. This is going to be the best. A bit like us or humans. If you don't like uh, you know, large gatherings of people... Yeah, just go and stand in the middle of them. You'll be fine. You'll yes. get over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, no. just, just go to the train station in peak hour. That's right. Go yeah. to the go to the Melbourne show. Yes, just stand. Go to the, go to the charity ball. Go to the Adelaide show if you don't like people, and go and listen to me talk because <laughs> there's the, plenty of space there. Stand in the corner with your <laughs> load up your PowerPoint, <laughs> showing all the receptors for socialization. <laughs> So dogs showing aggression to other dogs should never be indiscriminately exposed to unsuspecting dogs and people in dog parks, Mm. daycare or shopping areas. 
Not only is this unsafe, but it could also sensitize the animal or worsen the negative emotion. So, yeah, sensitize these, mm. make them even more sensitive to seeing a dog in the distance and being uh, scared of it and worrying yeah. about it. Taking appropriate safety measures and practicing body language interpretation. So we're big on that, aren't we? You know, yes. Interpreting body language, early signs of anxiety, yawning, lip licking, body shakes, avoiding eye contact, cowering. Yawning. T- yeah, yawning. Darting t- eyes. Yeah, tail between the legs. Um, barking potentially, that's a little bit further. Hackles being raised. Or as someone said to me in, uh, in consult the other day, the shackles are up. The shackles. The shackles are up. Yeah, right. They went off. No, 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 the but they're sh- up. The shackles are up on the dog. Wow. And I yeah. thought there's a podcast comment right yeah, there. Yeah. No, excuse me, I'm just going to write this down That's on my right. phone. Yeah. <laughs> I just need to go out of the room for a minute. <laughs> tap, 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 tap. Grumpy's going to love this. The shackles are up. So things like that. Um, is it's really important to 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 be able to interpret it, your dog's language. For example, the pet should master a redirection cue for reward. So I like to do a sit and look. Yep. So when we see another dog in the distance, you know, fair way away, I'll get them to sit, focus on me, look me in the eye, and I'll give them a treat and a food reward, something different to try and change that emotional state from I'm scared of that dog over there to Hey, when I see that dog, I get a treat. This is great. Yes. You know, just trying yep. to change that. Um, and then using increasingly distracting, uh, working in increasing distracting situations. So initially the dog might be 500 meters away. And so you're working on treats, getting the focus on you. And then you might come within, you know, 450 meters. Yes. Yep. Or, you know, or just gradually getting closer and closer. Desensitization. Yes. Call it, and counter conditioning. Yes. For those boffins that are listening out yeah, there. For yeah. Those, for those people playing, uh, playing behavior bingo. <laughs> behavior bingo. I like yeah. that. Behavior bingo. So, um, uh, myth seven, vaccinations are more important than early socialization. Oh, now, now this, is, this is a nice controversial one. I can see you triggered. Yes. I can see that. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah. Ooh, you're not sure about that no, one. No, 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 no. I've, I've got my own, my own sort of you know, yeah. more mature thoughts on this. Socializations of puppies and even kittens is extremely important for behaviorally healthy animal. Mm. Behavior problems are a factor in... Almost every case of rehoming or relinquishment yep. and 16 weeks of age when the final vaccination is given is past the critical socialization period. Absolutely. So it's a mistake to limit a young pet to environmental stimuli to limit a young pet to environmental stimuli until all core vaccines have been, been completed. I'm not sure what they're saying there. I guess it's just saying a lot of people say lock the dog up yep. until a week after their 16-week vaccination. Yes. And then you can take them out. And by that time, they've missed that socialisation yes. period. They haven't seen you know lots of different people. They haven't been to puppy school. Yes. They've met yep. lots of different dogs of similar vaccination status. It's really important. You've got to get them out there. And if you're yeah. in a high parvo area, we're lucky in Melbourne. Yes, yeah. As, as Dr. Mark Kelman did, he's uh, doing his PhD on. He said we've got the Melbourne umbrella. Yeah, right. Where there is no parvo virus in in a Melbourne. Really? So, yes. The Mel- Don't you remember me talking about the accessories? Jeez, the I'm- Sydney belts, the Melbourne umbrella. No, no, no. Brisbane handbag, maybe. No, <laughs> not sure about that one. Um, what about all the um the all Adelaide the- Mall? Yeah, what about all the parvo puppies in the uh, the parvo ward at Lord Smith Animal Hospital? Well, yes, that's yeah. true, but they're probably not from inner Melbourne. Inner Melbourne, as in the 
the CBD sort of area. Well, I don't know. It's a Melbourne umbrella. Yeah, right. So when was the last time you saw a Parvo case? Uh, when I worked at the Lord Smith Animal Hospital. Right. So you haven't yeah. seen it at your place for a long time. No, I know. I know that it's not. It, it, it's uh, not a figment of our imagination. But it, oh, we had one. We had one case at Waverley. I reckon it would have been when I was there. A couple of years, sort of been 2012 or 2013. Right. And how many dogs have you seen that have fear, aggression, and potentially oh, euthanized? But, but yeah, bucket loads. Yeah, bucket exactly. loads, bucket loads, bucket exactly. loads. So, yeah. you're certainly in the city, I mean, it's very yeah. easy for us to talk Risks. like this. Yeah. Um, but but it, it doesn't, t- the fact that even if you're in a high parvo area, doesn't take away from that fact that you need to be socializing those dogs. Absolutely. You need to take them to meet other dogs that you know are vaccinated. Yeah. You need to be, even if you, uh, you're taking them around in a carrier yeah. and then you know, uh, expose them to people, taking them to people's houses, it is really, really important because more dogs die every year from behavior problems or get relinquished mm. because of behavior problems than do from parvovirus. It's a fact. It's yeah. a proven uh, research fact. Yeah, I know. 100% back you up. And that's the reason why I think um, it's so important that as vets, we use the early release vaccines as well. So yes, in that way... you can make it better, yes. Because again, against those core vaccines, the parvo, distemper, hepatitis. I mean, let's be honest, distemper, you know, it does exist, but there's, you know, oh, it's, it's, yeah. it's, you don't see it. Don't hepatitis, really see it. I've never seen one. Yeah. Um, parvo is out there, but the most important thing is socialisation. That's what I say to yeah. people. You know, get the early release facts. If you're still going to a vet and they're saying, oh, you can't get them out until yes. after 16 weeks, yes. yeah, you've got to you've got to use something different. You, you, you've, got to, you've got to get them uh, into puppy puppy class. Yeah. Um, is, is really important if you're a high parvo area. Some people talk about going, if you're in a high parvo area, actually going down to the beach area right where you can walk them at the high tide mark sort of or under the between high and low tide right where the beach gets washed every day yeah okay so it's quite a clean spot you can walk them and sometimes you meet people along that sort of area as well so that's, yeah. a, good, that's a good thing to do if you're concerned about you know, parvo in your area or so, take your dog to a non-parvo area yeah well that's true chuck, chuck it in the car and go for a drive up that's to un, under the umbrella <laughs> yeah well, yeah, yeah true but but yeah it's, but, but talk to your vet yes you no know? and i think if your vet says oh just lock them up then you need to reassess that and think yeah. a bit further about how can I get some socialization to my dog? I can't lock them up until they're 16, 17 weeks of age because yeah. that's going to just dint their socialization. Potentially they'll come out with fear aggression Absolutely. When, when they're older. So recent studies, and this is probably going to cover exactly what we talked about. Recent studies have shown that puppies from diverse areas that receive one or two rounds of vaccines and attended puppy socialization classes, so puppy school, were no, no more likely to contract infectious disease than those that didn't attend a class. Of course, important to ensure that other animals in the area have been properly vaccinated and the facility is properly cleaned, mm. uses proper biosafety standards. For this reason, reputable private facilities, including veterinary clinics, mm. are the best choice for socialization classes and public dog spaces should be avoided. Myth number eight, avoidance will make a behavior problem worse. Right. Just as indiscriminate exposure to triggers can cause more problems, avoidance of triggers can help an animal and its owners live a more peaceful life. Mm. So if your dog's got aggression to other dogs... Really common thing I tell people to do is try and walk walk them where there aren't other dogs yes. or walk them at the time of day or night where there are less likely to be other dogs. Yeah. The only problem with that is in this area, everyone goes out at 11 o'clock at night with their dog that hates other dogs and they meet up. No, they don't really. But that's what I always <laughs> imagine happens. They're like, did Lewis tell you to come walking now? Yeah, he did. Well, oh, nice to meet you. From, yeah. you know, oh, oh, sorry, you got the 11.05, do <laughs> you? Oh, yeah, no problems. Right, you are. I'll head back home. That's yeah. right. Exactly. You know. So they're all waving at each other from a kilometre away from each other yes. like I've told them yeah. to do. 
Uh, their safety and that of their patients, of our patients and the public, is our top priority. And our reassurances that avoidance is not making the problem worse can provide greater comfort to the family. Mm. Classic cases: I saw someone uh, this week who their dog was uh, scared of any male tradesman that came over. Yeah. And was barking at them and actually nipped a tradesman as they were walking out of the room, uh, of the apartment. And I said, look, you just need to get the dog to accept going into the bedroom when there's a tradesman. Lots of treats, train them with food reward, Kong with uh, peanut butter in there. Something yep. that keeps them really occupied, put them in there. Tradesman comes, does their hours work, off they go again. Dog comes out, have a play with mum and dad. Loves Problem it. solved. Loves it. Do- yeah. Doesn't need to meet the tradesman because yeah. we don't like it. Yep. Um, it's like you with scary movies, mate. Yeah. If you don't well, like scary movies, you just don't I have just, to watch it. I just don't see them. It's like me with MCing gigs. I just... <laughs> no, hang on. I do do it. <laughs> on an emotional, biological level, avoidance prevents the problem from worsening by keeping the animal in a calmer state and not strengthening the negative association. Exposure to the trigger can then occur on a gradual level. Yes. The desensitization that we talked about. Now, myth number nine. This is the final one for today. Psychoactive medications should be a last resort. Ah, yes. Ah, yeah. Now, wow. The prevailing public sentiment is that a psychoactive medication should only be used as a last resort. Uh, uh, just drill down on what psychoactive medication is uh, going to mean. Things that help with behaviour problems, I yes. guess. Help with anxiety. Psych, psych being brain psychology and so active means it's something that's working on your brain. Exactly. But would you take this approach with an antibiotic or pain control? Absolutely. The goal of most psychoactive medication use is to provide anti-anxiety effects. And although the use of these drugs should not be taken lightly, early intervention with all behavioural therapies, including medications, can limit the damage and improve success. Mm-hmm. Mental health should Sing be- it to me, brother. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's a really hard thing, though, when you've got a puppy that potentially could benefit yep. from some anxiety medication. I know it will. Trying to convince owners to go on at a very young age is very hard because yes. I can see the future. Oh, absolutely. You know, I've seen yeah. those dogs that are fearful at that young age, and I know that at 18 months... Yep. Potential for your aggression in the case there. It's very hard to show the future yes. to owners. Um, yep. uh, but uh, your mental, and it's a really good point. Mental health should be considered part of overall health. Yes. So there we go. Nine myths busted. 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 So if you know any myths or you've got any questions, you're wondering if it's a myth or Bring not. Bring it up about those. Yes. Yeah. Get in touch with us. Two vets talk pets at gmail.com. Get us on the social media and go on Instagram. Yeah. And see our latest photo. Love it. Woo! For, me, and, me and Deb got all all dressed up, all ready for a beautiful photo of the ball, all the lighting right, you know, put my makeup on, got everything, hair done. You look, you look, you look terrific too, you know, and, and somebody photobombed it perfectly. It was an awesome one. It was brilliant. So go and check out that on the social on Instagram. We are on Facebook. We're on Twitter as well. Yes. Um, and also on Patreon. You can yes. support us there. Uh, so, uh, yeah, hit us up and uh, then we'll be recording uh, episode 99 soon. Yes, 99. Yeah, and um, and send us an email at twovetstalkpets at gmail.com and um, tell your friends about us. You know, if you if you met if you saw us at the ball and you've been listening to the uh, uh, listen to the podcast because you've got one of our stickers stuck to your head, yes. and you thought, well, you know what, I'm going to give these clowns a bit of a listen. Then 
Let us know. Well, people covered in stickers, weren't they? Covered the end, in stickers. Great. Two vet stop pet stickers that we gave away at the vet ball. We did, yes. Yes, put on the tables for everyone just to, well, obviously stick everywhere. Stick everywhere. I think they're probably, as well as cleaning up the foyer at the ball in the burnt, I think they're probably trying to get stickers off the dance floor. <laughs> I, I, hopefully it wasn't incredibly flammable stickers that were there that, you know, it was like a friction thing where they were trying to trying to scrape off the stickers. The that glue was highly volatile. But it might have been. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. You didn't go for the flammable glue option I when you were ordering know. them, did you? I don't know. There was a check. That was the cheaper option, of course. <laughs> anyway, guys, we'll scratch you later. Peace out, bye. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or send an email to Two Vets Talk Pets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at Vet Behaviorist, and more importantly, as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five-star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle.